Well, Emmy fans, here we are. One of the fiercest shows on TV right now is by far Pose on FX. I'm Sam Ekman and from Gold Derby, and I'm lucky enough to be sitting with the mother of the House of Evangelista herself. It is MJ Rodriguez. Thanks so much for sitting down with me, MJ. Of course, anytime. Uh, so this, you're playing Blanca in the show, mm -hmm. and there was a really extensive uh, casting process, the casting search for this. Yes. So you obviously, uh, they obviously gravitated towards you, but I'm curious, what really made you gravitate towards this project? What grabbed you about the script? Well, um, what mostly I gravitated towards was Blanca's, her, her nurturing and her caring and just the fact that she was just a strong character. And I mean, I never had the opportunity to play a strong character like that and actually define myself as an actress in a role like that. And I saw it and I was just like, oh my God, not only is this me and I relate to her so much, but also, I mean, there's these are so many women out there that I have to like, portray and make sure that their stories are being told the right way. You know, it's all, it's a huge responsibility that you have to be willing to take. And I was willing to take it. Yeah. What, what would you say are sort of like the defining qualities that guide her? I said the defining qualities that guide her are just her ambition um, and mostly importantly, her love, the love that she gives. I mean, she's very, 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 very open and open-minded and just willing. And the fact that she's, able to do all of those things effortlessly is the best parts of her. So, yeah. Do you see um, and any similarities between your own uh, personality and hers? I do see some similarities in both of us. There are some um, differences, but from, for the most part, there are similarities. And I just, like I said, love, nurturing, care. We both share that a lot. I mean, I'm someone who just <laughs> gives it and it's unconditional. And it's just effortless. And I mean, I know that sounds crazy coming out of someone's mouth, but I just like to do it. So it's the truth. And I think that Blanca does that well. I mean, I think she does it much better than me because of her character, like personality. But um, yeah, those are our similarities. And I actually like them. It's, yeah. It makes it pretty easier for the process, you know. I know one similarity I discovered is that, you know, this show uh, is steeped in the ballroom culture of, yes. of New York. And you actually started, uh, you, you have familiarity with that. You started that when you were very young, 14, I believe. Yes, I did. Um, can you talk about how you know it, that's infused in your performance and how it influenced that? Well, I mean, when I was younger, the ballroom actually world came to me through a teacher named Timothy S.J. Smart, who I consider my house father of Jordan. And he saw me when I was 14 years old, when I was in arts high school in Newark, New Jersey. And he looked at me, he would always construct fashion shows at our school. And he was always like that teacher was like, I'm going to find my child so that I can make sure that we you know, create this group so I can send them out. And I was one of those kids. I'm alongside a wonderful girl named Diva Devana, who was like a part of the time show and everything. Um, but yeah, he founded me and he just pulled me right in. He took me over to New York City one day. I went to Ripley Greer Studio, which I did not know was Ripley Greer at the time. And it was with a whole bunch of my high school um, student friends. And the rest was history from there. I just like got pulled and enthralled in the ballroom scene. What for you is kind of the most fun part of bringing that scene into TV? Because it's not a, it's really, I can't think of anything else that really captures it in that way. I think the, the most great parts of it and the fun part to bring to it is just like the life that we bring when there is nothing else to look forward to outside 
of a community like that and outside of a culture like that. Um, I think it's the life that we bring inside of that community and how much we're so like, we push forward. We, we, we think ahead of the game when it comes to artistic thought processes processes and creativity and like that doesn't happen normally outside in the regular world but in the ballroom culture it's just challenged every single day because you have to constantly figure out what kind of dress you're going to wear how you're going to sew it what are you going to give are you going to do voguing are you going to walk are you going to do runway like it's so many things that coincide and that doesn't happen in the normal normal world but when you go in there it just adds a bit of life and a bit of pep to your step yeah and you know, when I was preparing to talk to you, I was thinking about when I watch the show, what makes it special for me? Because there's a whole lot that makes this show special. And when I thought about it, it all kind of boils down to the fact that it is presenting these worlds that are not often seen on TV. And it does justice, I would say, by all these um, people that it's authentically telling the stories. Right. So I'm curious, what do you think about the show cultivates that? Um, I think it's the stories, the many stories that are being told through each of these characters. Like, I mean, yes, there are five staple characters in this show who are of trans visibility and of color. And within even those five women, there are many multifaceted stories that are in these women. And we're telling all of those stories through each and every one of us. And we're actually showing homage to the women who were there when we were not there. So I think that's the best part about it. We get to have a splay of stories for people to really dive deep into. And some of them are deep, some of them are heavy, but some of them are very needed. And it's it's awareness at the end of the day and also it's entertainment. And you mentioned there the five women. With um, the, that casting, you actually became the largest transgender cast on television, uh, which is quite an accomplishment. Hopefully we see more. Hopefully, you know, larger casts. Um, but how do you find that makes an impact for you on set? I mean, being part of a cast that is predominantly African American and as well as trans women or LGBT youth and LGBT just in general is huge. It's a huge responsibility. And also, it just gives a glimpse and a lens through our eyes like no one has ever seen before. And we get to actually do it through our craft. A lot of us haven't been taken serious for our craft for a long time. And we actually get to display our craft on national television and also get to tell these stories. So I think that's the best part about it. Mm -hmm. And you, um, well, you have a very long history with your craft. You have a theatrical background. Um, And I read that you, uh, you know, you started transitioning after you were playing Angel off Broadway and Rent. and I, I'm curious as to what your experience was like kind of coming back to the industry, because I think you took a hiatus for a little bit. And do you find that your your interaction with the industry has been different since then? Um, I will say this. When I started medically transitioning, it was just a, a way for me to develop in the way I wanted to develop. I mean, I had always felt like, not even felt, I had always knew that I was a girl when I was younger. Like, I just felt that in my spirit. There was really no thought process. but. In those moments of being an adult and actually figuring out how I would be placed in the world as a woman and how I would stand, it was very scary for me. And not because I thought of myself as a male, no, because I had already seen myself as a woman and me developing the way that I needed to, how would I be um, taken seriously? And how would I actually book more work? Would people actually try to pigeonhole me? Or would they actually take me seriously and not focus on the identity, but focus on the craft at hand? 
And believe it or not, it didn't change that much. I was getting the things that I always wanted because I felt like I exuded, whether it be in an audition room, whether it be in a meeting, whether it be, you know, just walking down the street and existing, I exuded the confidence to be like, I don't care what you think of me, just take me seriously when it comes to my work. Cause that's the one thing that I want to do. And I've always wanted to do that ever since I was a kid, always. So I've always taken it seriously. And I think that people saw that down the line. There were some moments where, you know, I was pushed aside or ostracized for a moment, but not for the most part. And I have to be thankful for that. Absolutely. And one of the people you actually got to reunite with from those rent days on this show is Billy Porter, because yes. uh, he assisted in that production. Mm -hmm. And you have a great moment together. Well, you have many moments together, but there's right. one that had everyone talking when you were, uh, you sang Home from the Wiz. Mm -hmm. uh, in that sort of cabaret at the hospital. Can you talk about what it was like performing that with him? Oh my God. Okay, so first and foremost, the whole situation with that, I was so scared. Ryan Murphy, he came to me, he was like, choose a song. I was like, I don't know what song to choose. Next day, Janet Mock came to me, she said, you're singing home. I said, home? That's the hardest song to ever sing. Like, do you understand? She was like, you're gonna do it. I said, you're right, I am gonna do it. And then I found out I was doing it with Billy. And I mean, I've known Billy since I was 19 since I was in Rent. And I've been bothering him ever since then. <laughs> and he's been letting me bother him, which is the best thing. And it was beautiful to actually just have the 360 come full circle and just be able to do with him a legend, like an icon in the Broadway world and also in television as well. And just to be there, he's like family to me. So we shared a very intimate moment as well, being able to portray the, the, the hurt and the happiness and the sadness in that song and what we had to convey as far as the epidemic. So it felt good. Yeah, well, you mentioned family. I think that's a theme that really runs throughout the whole thing, uh, especially you know, in terms of uh, as queer people finding our own found families. Um, can and that really makes the the Mother's Day episode particularly heartbreaking when Blanca has to go back to uh, her own biological family after her mother's death, and there's all these. Um, emotions flying and actual confrontations right. that happen with family members. Uh, it's very powerful. Can you just talk about what, what was it like? How do you get into the headspace of having those confrontations, some of them violent with the family? Well, I mean, sometimes I even retract back to the times when I was younger, not within my family, but in the times I was bullied or whether it be verbally or physically. And I tap into those moments of feeling like these were people who were my peers. And at one moment, they would be friends with me. And then another moment, it would be totally different because of who I was and how special I was and how you know different I was in the best way. And I brought that to the role when it came to that very situation. And also, I've seen a lot of kids on the streets. I've seen a lot of kids that aren't on the streets, but who have been pushed aside from their families. And I also bring that in as well. And it was very hard. I mean, it's happened to that. It's heavy. Um, emotions can run very deep. And when you open yourself to that, it's kind of hard to seal the lid on it. But I knew it was important for me to do that so that people can see what we go through, especially within families that aren't accepting of their kid if they are a part of the LGBT community. And it was very, very hard for me. It was an emotional, very, very emotional point for me. I broke down and I went into the other room and cried a couple of times on episode six and as well as in the episode five, Motherhood. No, yeah, episode five, Motherhood. And I think it's those, those moments that you have 
that make you stronger in the moment to actually constantly do it and make sure that you do it right for the people outside. So it was hard, but it felt good letting those emotions go for a broader and bigger audience to see. Well, on the flip side of that, you, Blanca gets to create her own really loving family right. uh, with her house. And you guys all seem like uh, very tight together. What is the process like? How, how do we get to a point where you seem like such a tight ensemble and family together? Well, believe it or not, a lot of us actually worked together before. I've seen each other before. So Delon, I had seen him in um, Holly If You Hear Me on Broadway. I seen him in Holly If You Hear Me on Broadway. And at Ryan, I didn't know, but we clicked the first day when we were in costume fittings to give it gave each other a big hug. It was just instant. And India, I had did a movie with her two years before that. So we had already created those connections. It was just easy to constantly build upon, build upon, build upon. I think um, part, of, part of that family aspect is why the story resonates so much with queer people. And I'm curious as to what kind of reactions you've encountered from viewers of the show. The reception has been beautiful. I mean, for the most part, it's been from a lot of young ones, you know, and that's what makes my heart sing the most because they're the next generation that's going to change the world. I mean, I'm not shading adults like myself. You know, we still have a lot of power, but these young ones are the ones that we have to lift up so that they can make a better world for others that come after them too. So when I get those messages like, oh my God, you remind me of my mom that wasn't here, or you remind me of my house mother that I had, but she passed away during that epidemic, or you remind, like when I get those, and not only does it make me feel like I'm doing justice to the work and that I'm doing my job possibly well, but also it makes me show that they are working hard to live in their existence a little bit more and be exactly who they are. And that doesn't matter if they're LGBT youth or if they're outside of LGBT youth. We're speaking to a broad, a broader audience. We're not just speaking just to the LGBT community. I mean, obviously, it's a show that's based around us, but we're also speaking to the people outside of that because there are kids who feel indifferent outside of that as well. And when you get that type of reception, it's pretty, it, it puts you in a place where you're like, oh my God, I'm in awe. Like we're reaching the masses in a way that we've always wanted to reach them. Yeah, it's it's such an interesting thing for that to reach the masses because I, I'm sure there are many people watching who have no idea about the specific uh, struggles of the communities being represented or don't have another window into ball culture. Um, exactly. What do you hope those people get to take away after they see the show? I always say this, I hope they can take away that we're human and they can always see human first before they see any title that is attached to any of us so that they can actually really have an experience that is humanized. Um, a lot of people in the world don't do that. They look at things face value or at surface level, and there's things that are much deeper. And the best part about this show is that, yes, we are women who are of the trans experience, but it's not fully completely like central around those stories of being trans. It's the work we had to do because we were trans. And I've gotten a lot of uh, feedback from people from, from the show who were like, oh my God, I didn't even know it was about that. And so I really actually looked deeper into it. And I'm like, well, yeah, you know, surface level can be real cute, but when you dive deeper, it's, you know, it's, it can be more amazing. I mean, it can get a little crazy, but you have to dig deeper. So I hope they take away that we're humans first and that we bleed 
we cry, we hurt. Some of us have talents. Some of us have so many special things about us. We're fashion designers, we're directors, we're artists, we're everything. And when people see that, then they'll put us on a plateau where we can actually be up there with the Jessica Langs and be up there with, you know what I mean? So that's what I want them to take away from it, that we're human and that we're on the same plane as anyone else. Well, that's awesome. I think you guys are accomplishing that. Um, before I before I let you go, okay, I have to congratulate you because season two is happening and sort of just around the corner. Yes. Um, is there any way you can like tease the season? Don't spoil anything, but tease it for us in like three words. Ooh, three words of teasing. Hmm. Heart wrenching. Um. Ooh, this is hard. Oh my God. I feel like I'm in school again where the teacher's like, give me three words about yourself. And I'm like, happy, fun, and cheerful. Um, <laughs> um, so anyways, heart-wrenching, um, solidifying, and raw. Those are a good three. We'll we'll t we'll hold you to that when when the season premieres later. <laughs> hold me to it. I think you're gonna really enjoy it. I think you're gonna enjoy it. Well, I can't wait. Uh, MJ, thank you so much again for sitting down with me. Everyone, hit that subscribe button so you can stay tuned for all of our updates this season. And it was wonderful speaking with you. Same here.